0: You're listening to episode 38 of the Broken Glass Podcast, creating your own story with Miranda Powell. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community, where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass podcast. Today I have Miranda Powell with me, and she is a pianist-vocalist in the pop-soul genre. So welcome to the podcast, Miranda.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to just be able to sit down, have some conversation. And especially in these crazy times, I feel like we all want like connection (laughs) and to have like the technology to do that. I'm just like more grateful than ever. I'm like, wow, we still can actually like video chat and and have podcasts and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's been, um, it's been pretty crazy. Um, You know, uh, you know, if you're listening to this a little bit later, um, we are currently right smack in the middle of COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> um, and um trying to navigate all this you know staying at home and we were just chatting before about you know finding toilet paper and you know i couldn't yeah. even find tissues and just you know yeah. just the things that we take for granted and and you know being able to go out and go to a show and and you know and and you know meet people and network and and this has been i'm sure zoom is making tons of money right
1: now <laughs> oh yeah i heard that stock um, went up like five times like Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because they are, you know, anytime somebody talks about, you know, oh, are you, you know, connecting with people? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going on Zoom. We're doing a Zoom call. (laughs) Um, You know, I've done it with my friends, too, so we've done a whole bunch of chats, but anyway, um, so give us, you know, a little bit of background about what you do, um, you know, what you're doing right now, and then we'll kind of go back how you got into the industry.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, right now I am a pop soul, kind of a little bit of funk mix in there, Um, some pop soul artist and uh, I play piano, grew up playing piano, Uh, I'm also a vocalist as well and I've just been working on writing a lot of original music and just released my debut single this past summer so that was that was definitely a milestone for me so yeah.
0: That's exciting. Um, So you said you've been playing for piano since you were young. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, was that something like you, you know, you know, parents got you into lessons or you always just, you know, wanted to, you started kind of playing around. How did that start for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, my mom had kind of grown up playing piano and just more of, of a hobby type of thing. And she was really interested in having uh, me and my older sister play and so my older sister started out and she like you know really loved it and took to it and me i was kind of like i want to do everything my older sister does type <laughs> of thing so that's kind of how i got into it um and then i discovered like i really liked it and just kind of kept going from there so yeah
0: yeah so did you did you go to school for music then or how, yeah. did, how did that you keep going to to make it really your career
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. So I think I probably got really serious around 16 in terms of a career path. Uh, Before then, I did a lot of uh, competing classically, but it never really entered my mind that, oh, yeah, like there's a whole industry out there. People do this, you know, for a living like there are record companies. There's so much to, you know, the music business rather than just like being stuck in that, you know, classical world. Um, so around like junior year of high school, I was like, you know, I really want to, you know, try to get into some production work to get into really learning um, pop music and just soul music all and jazz too. Um, I hadn't really been exposed to a lot of jazz. Um, so I went to Belmont University and I graduated from there just last year. And basically I just majored in um, commercial piano, which is just combining a lot of different styles of of piano including like jazz and rock, um, a lot of country. Um, I am in Nashville so it's like a big country scene here. Um, yeah so uh, I studied a lot at Belmont and I had um, a music tech emphasis which is basically focused in production and just learning how to develop a really good ear towards production which is super vital especially in um, pop music. So, yeah.
0: Yeah I think it's super important that you know even if you're you're in a performance degree or you're in you know a music business degree or whatever music path you're following that you have experience in those different areas um you know and especially too, as a performer you know you're going to be going into the studio and you're going to be recording and you know just understanding how all of that works right. um when i was in in undergrad i went to school for music business but i also took recording 101 because you know, who knows if I ended up working for a label or, you know, in a r or something and I had to go into the studio. Yeah. I at least knew the basics and, and, you know, some of the different terms and how things kind of worked. And it was a very analog studio that we were in at the time. But, you know, even then, you know, now I'm learning GarageBand, so I'm s- sort of learning a little bit more of the, the digital side of it. But, you know, it's, it's super important to, to really understand those different aspects, I mm-hmm.
1: think. Yeah, for sure. And I would say too, um, because I know some people really like to take the approach of having, you know, a skill that they're laser focused on. And I definitely would say that's um, to an extent a good approach because um, not everybody, you know, you can't, you know, be great at everything. So like definitely market that skill that you have, but but also be open to being really well-rounded and diving into those worlds. Like even if you like just play piano and like you just want to be a session player, that's all you want to do. Um, at least just kind of have like a basis of like, okay, like here's, this is a basis of how the music business industry works. This is a basis of how um, just, you know, a basic recording session goes, just like having a knowledge of, um, you know, physics of sound type of thing. That's really helpful. And just adding to what you know about your instrument and how you can be utilizing those tools so you know um, I, I wouldn't say like you know go out and like be great at everything because that's like <laughs> you know, impossible but but having just like that basic knowledge is is very helpful and translating it to okay like what what can I, this bring to um, the particular skill I have that I can offer people right
0: right and that kind of kind of goes into what I talk about a lot in the podcast and, and through my blog and, and that is you know if you're, if you want your music hobby, you know, or your your talent to be your career, like mm-hmm. you should really understand, you know, the, the basics. Um, you know, understand how how the industry works, how a release is handled, and you know, as you move up in your career, you may not be handling each of those yourself. Like you may be outsourcing various tasks, you know, marketing, or you know, having somebody take care of your royalties, or right. you. Know, just the different aspects, because maybe those aren't your strengths, but I think it's super important to have that kind of understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, because especially, you know, and and I've, I've seen through hosting the podcast and every, and and the blog and and connecting with women, I've seen a lot of really incredible, honest, you know, people, but we all know that there are a lot of people out there who are willing to take advantage of somebody who doesn't understand it. So you, you brought up a really great point. It's just, just understand all the basics of it and specialize
1: like Mm -hmm. in your
0: one area. Yeah. You have to know how, how the industry works and, and, and how certain things work. So that way you can say, Hey, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. You know, I I need somebody who can do it right for me to help me be successful. Yeah, exactly. Great point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, you, you really saw that as a career path, um, for you, the, for music, um, what really interested you about it? I'm just always curious to, to know, um, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I went to to undergrad and I was like, oh, this can be a career. Like I had no idea.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think for me it was, you know, l- having music be such an important part of my life is such an essential part of my life. And it was like, okay, like how do these artists you know, approach music. How are they? How are they making like this type of music? And it just really interests me. Interested me the the entire process. I would say um, there's one particular artist who really got me into even like the production side. Um, if you've ever heard of Owl City, um, his name's mm-hmm. Adam Young. Yeah. He does a, a ton of different projects, but. Um, just his, his whole writing process and production process and how he was very much, he, he does like all the, the engineering and all the production and writing, um, a lot of the instruments he's playing. So that really just fascinated me how he was able to connect with so many people and how he developed those skills to be able to do that. And so uh, it just really inspired me to be like, yeah, I want to be able to connect with other people and develop my music enough that you know i'm able to to produce it for for others in in that same way so
0: yeah no that that's awesome i um like the, the whole connection with people i think that's super important too you know especially now like we talked earlier yeah. about you know it, it's music really is something that's universal and i think a lot of people are leaning on it right now i've seen a lot of artists doing you know um Instagram live, Facebook live and all that kind of stuff. So that connection piece, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's super important. I think it's why a lot of us get into the industry too, um, just to, to have that connection, um, you know, to, to, you know, for me, I'm not a performer at all, but to be able to say, okay, I can bring this to people, right. I can Mm -hmm. show people, you know, especially with the podcast, I can, you know, bring these women, you know, and highlight their stories
1: yeah you know and
0: have have that connection so that's a
1: cool thing yeah
0: yeah just you know and I'm I'm like I'm honestly kind of loving this time because I'm total introvert and I'm like I don't want to go out and talk to people
1: yeah same I'm like I (laughs) (laughs) so
0: but at the same time like you know now I'm sort of realize, okay that connection we do need that connection yes yeah for sure definitely um so I'm I'm interested. So you're in the pop soul genre. What what kind of influences do you have? Um, you know, I, I would think maybe some jazz in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are what are your um, your musical influences, and and
1: how would you really I guess kind of describe your sound and those different styles? Yeah, that that's such a good question. Um, anytime someone asks like, what are your influences, I feel like my mind just like explodes. <laughs> There's just like so much. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the influences i have don't necessarily relate to my sound like they would sound nothing like what i do but a part of what they've did whether it's like their their lyric writing or if it's you know just their their vocal style has influenced me and a lot of artists too i think go through different you know, periods of being influenced by different genres, Um, like I've gone through like a a jazz phase or like a 60s, you know, pop phase. Um, So I guess a a few influences, just the ones that really have kind of stuck with me through all those phases are, um, you know, really greats like Elton John, uh, Billy Joel, both are just like incredible pianists and they also just have really solid pop songs, um, both musically and lyrically. Um, and then kind of on the, the more jazz funk side, I, I love a band called uh, Dirty Loops, and they're amazing because they take uh, just pop tunes, they even did like Justin Bieber's uh, Baby, and they just take <laughs> them and totally transform them with all these reharmonizations and syncopations, so it's really cool to, to see what they do, how they can you can push the level. Um, of a of, of pop and try to, you know, change it and really make it your own. So um, Dirty Loops are really cool. Um, Adam Young, of course, he's, he's really amazing because he's so versatile. Um, he's done like a, a movie score project that he did for, I think like once a month, he would just do a, a whole score of like oh, wow. a movie that he would just make up in his mind about a historical event. Like, okay, this is what um, you know climbing Mount Everest sounds like or this is what the Titanic soundtrack sounds like um, so that was amazing and then meanwhile he's making like pop electronic music on the side so um, that's really cool yeah that, that was pretty sweet yeah um, and then just lots of indie pop stuff there there's so many great like indie pop artists out there that I love um so many jazz greats that I love a lot of pianists like Bill Evans and uh, Herbie Hancock so so it's definitely like a a hodgepodge Um, I definitely grew up on a lot of you know 60s pop like the Beach Boys so that has a a place in my heart too but but yeah lots of different different influences so
0: well I think too being in Nashville I know a lot of people think of it as like a country city Mm -hmm. like that's that's its reputation but I know there's a lot of different genres there you know you've got a lot of, of the indie music, um, you know, and you're you're in the South, so it's kind of close to, like, all the blues and, and all that, yeah. um, so I think that's a great place that you're in so, to have that kind of melting pot of, yeah. of genres there.
1: For sure, yeah, I would say, too, that, you know, um, while country music does have a, a really strong presence, there are just so many musicians of so many different genres um, because they're just people coming around from all around the country and they're bringing their influences with mm-hmm. them and it's slowly kind of transforming this place from just kind of a, a one genre city to a hodgepodge of, of, of different genres. There's even jazz is kind of, you know, coming back here. Um, it's a really like tight-knit group so everybody kind of knows each other here in the, in the jazz mm-hmm. world but but it's really, it's really cool to see that happen and I know people kind of predict like this is going to become sort of the next like LA kind of music center too, so that's it's really interesting to see happen as it grows.
0: Yeah, for sure, and you know even country music too feels like it's kind of transforming a little bit mm-hmm. in yeah, itself. Sure. You know, you I've had um, a couple of of great artists on the podcast, and they've said they you know they don't want to be defined as country. They don't want to be defined as you know whatever the genre they're typically yeah. defined as, but just letting all the different you know pieces of music you know this this song might sound more like this but it's not a country song it's it's you know it's just yeah. influenced by and and that sounds kind of like what you're talking about with your music it's very mm-hmm. it's influenced by a lot of different genres so it's kind of hard to you know piece it and i i know a lot of us you know especially in in the u.s here we really like to box ourselves into like labels right um, but i think that's really you know to have all those different influences is really amazing
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I would say that's something that's helped me in my writing too, because a lot of times, you know, I would, you know, sit down at the piano or sit down at my workstation and be like, okay, like today I want to write, you know, Insert, you know, kind of specific genre or even type of song. I'm like, I want to write like a power ballad that's really soulful, or I want to write something that's more upbeat and funky and still kind of like in that pop genre. Um, But I found that that was really limiting, that I was sort of just forcing things that just maybe weren't, you know, really happening. So I've kind of, you know, changed the way I've been writing and being like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to start playing things, play high feel. And if it turns out that it's not exactly what I wanted or I think is the most marketable thing like I'm just going to give myself the freedom to be able to, to say okay like this is what it is and it's a cool thing and you know I can I can express myself and not feel limited like that
0: yeah no and I I feel that I write um I don't write music but I just you know I write my blog posts and different articles yep. for and it's kind of for me it's like okay I set out with you know, this is the topic I want but you can kind of just sometimes just let it go. Right. You just let it flow and it might turn out to be something totally different.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, and it's just, it's getting that experience. It's getting whatever's in you out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that, you know, can even be therapeutic too sometimes. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you released your first single last summer. Yes, um, can sure. you tell me a little about the process of that? Like what was that like for you? Cause that was the first time you'd ever released
1: your own, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd actually written the song a-, a while ago, I think probably probably um, early senior year of college, maybe even before then. Um, and it, it just kind of, it, 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 I wrote it really quickly. Um, there, there are those songs that just you get in five minutes and then some songs that, that take a little longer, but this was one of those faster ones. Um, and so then I kind of was just kind of getting to finding somebody who would be a great co-producer because I was really interested in being very much involved in the co-producing process and finding somebody with, um, whom I could have a little bit of a mentor relationship with that had kind of had a little bit more miles. Um, So um, kind of finding that process, I found Jared Conrad, who's an amazing um, producer. Uh, So we had a really great time co-producing together and sort of realizing the kind of vision that I was looking for but um, yeah it was a really great experience it's definitely hard to kind of let go of, of the expectations you have in your head of what exactly you want it to sound like and just go and and do it and lay it down lay everything down and really get into it but it was it was a great experience so.
0: yeah what was what was the release process like for you um, you know you're an independent artist so I'm thinking <laughs> you probably don't have a label behind you so how right what was that that process like to to release it and the marketing and all the, the business back end of that?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because, you know, we're, we're so far from the, the traditional, you know, label days of, of long ago. Mm-hmm. There are just so many avenues that you have to be able to release. So um, definitely it takes a little bit of research to find um, a platform that's right for you to release. Um, I know people use CD Baby, TuneCore. Um, I use DistroKid after, after some research and Basically, it's just kind of a, a set fee, you know, f- for the year, pretty much, or whatever plan you choose. And you can release, you know, a certain amount of music and they distribute it to all of these streaming and downloading platforms. So um, I, I went with them and it's been working really well for me so far. Um, and the the other band that I'm in, it's worked well for us, too. So, so finding just that distributor that's right for you. Um, especially if you're thinking about like, okay, do I want to make physical copies? Then something like DistroKid may not be right for you. You may want to go with maybe CD Baby or, you know, do I want to like, do I really want to focus on getting this on places that like the newest platforms? Like some people like really want to push it on TikTok or something like that. Um, DistroKid's really good about adding new music platforms to push your music out on as they come. So they all have pros and cons and it just takes a little bit of digging to find out what's right for you.
0: Right, you mentioned um, TikTok and I just had a conversation with someone last week about that. Um, Yeah, I just, it it was all new to me. So I guess when you're kind of mentioning that, like it would be, I guess kind of the way Instagram has, you can put music to your story, right? Is that what you kind of?
1: Right, yeah. I know um my song is on TikTok. I personally haven't experimented a whole lot with it, but it's it's a little bit like the the Instagram feature, I believe, where you can be adding music to stories. Okay. So and I know some artists like have a lot of success with kind of like getting onto a viral trend and their song is in the background. Um so that's kind of an avenue that some people go down.
0: Yeah. I've I've heard a lot about it and I I downloaded it, but I haven't really Done it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I'm too old for that stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Same here. I'm like, okay, I, I've got Instagram and I got Facebook down, but yeah. you know, it's the kind of thing too. It's like where you know, where's your audience as well? Yeah, um, very true. Um, you know, just and and focus on um, just that one one or two platforms that you know you can can really be successful on. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds like you know finding a, a, a company you know distribution company like you know DistroKid, who can say okay I can put your music here you mm-hmm. know on all these different platforms I think gives you an opportunity to kind of to be in those places without really having to be in those places I guess if that makes any sense yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can you can really promote yourself on your specific platform but you are available you know your music is is on those other platforms
1: right yeah
0: Yeah. It gives you options. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of, kind of along those lines, um, you know, of of self-releasing and kind of doing it all yourself. Um, a lot of the, the podcast and the blog is focused on, you know, being a music preneur. So, you know, treating your, your music career like a business, um, you know, and, and I think it's really important that artists really see their career as a business, and we kind of mentioned this earlier too, with, you know, understanding the bits and pieces, Um, has that piece of it been, you know, overwhelming for you or have you been you know, you, I know you went to school for, you know, your, your production and whatnot. Um, Do you have any tips for artists who maybe don't have that kind of background to really manage their, their career as a business?
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's definitely a good point because a lot of people, you know, especially people who are very artistically inclined, um, including myself, it's really difficult for them to deal with some of the more logistical and kind of black and white areas like the, you know, the industry. Um, I, I would say that um, it, it's really a learn as you go type of thing. And you're not going to be able to, you know, read a book as, as good as that is to be able to familiarize yourself with it, but you, can, you won't be able to just read a book and be able to get everything right and understand everything. Um, it is a very complicated industry and one that just takes experience and, and really just getting out there and being willing to, to ask for help and advice from other people who understand it more. Um, so I would say just having that real world experience and putting yourself out there in in situations where you're constantly learning and growing. And, um, cause there's only so much that you can really read and digest. Um, but it, it won't quite make sense to you until you go out and, and it won't for a while. Like I, I still, you know, I'm going to be learning for a really long time. Like, you know, the, the rest of my life on this, especially since it's not, you know, my, my area of expertise, but, but, but don't be afraid to to ask people who you trust and that you, um, are people with integrity to to help you if it's something that you know involves you know recording rights or releasing or what what percentages am I allowed to have you know what you know what's a deal that's not good for me type of thing if it's that kind of situation you um, you know don't be afraid to ask for for someone you know who has had a lot of experience that you trust with that and then you can learn from them and the next time it comes around then you have that that knowledge to be able to say hey okay like you know this is not reasonable or this seems fishy but so getting that real world experience but when it comes to situations that really count where you feel like that your career you know could be jeopardized definitely having those people to to reach out to is is something to to really foster connection with so even just actively fostering connections just make sure you're going out there and and finding those people that you trust so that you you have them on call later when when you have a question so
0: right yeah and you mentioned you know there's a lot to it and i feel like this is an industry you know this in the film industry Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot of different pieces that are always just changing you know whether it's it's you know, the, the law is changing or the industry is shifting and, you know, we're going from, you know, uh, you record an album and then you release it and you tour and then you go back and do the whole cycle over again yeah. mm-hmm. to to very, it's just, it's so different. Like it's, it's so much different than when I was in, in school. Cause back then it was, you know, I'm kind of, um, you know, aging myself, but it was iTunes was just launching and um, you know, we didn't have Spotify or um, you know Apple Music at the time. You know, Apple Music was iTunes. It was you you download right. and that's it. Yeah. Um. So it's just really, I think, too, keeping up with everything. Yeah. You no, know, just you know, keep um keep up with the news. There's actually an app that I was using for a while. Um, it was called Feedly. So you hmm. could really you could follow different publications. Um, so it could be like billboard or music business worldwide, or, you know, a marketing, whatever you, you know, your interest was, and you could keep up with the different articles through their, um, you know, through the RSS feed and, mm-hmm. and, and just understanding that. Cause it's just, you know, since I started undergrad until now, it's just such a different industry. And mm-hmm. I think we've all seen it too, in the last couple of weeks with, you know, all the live just being put on hold. You know, it's gonna be a very different industry from here on out too, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think that just the, the changeability of this industry is what makes it so difficult. And you know, of course every every industry copes with change, but just the, the rapid pace of, you know, the entertainment industry. It's just every month, you know, is kind of you're you're, you know, working towards something new in terms of where that where the industry's headed. Um so it's it's never stagnant for long. So just being able you're you're totally right just keeping up and being informed on what's happening and how that applies to you that's definitely a big part of of finding success in in yeah. this industry.
0: Well I think it makes it interesting too, right? Yeah, like, that's true. It's know,
1: boring, you know. We're we're
0: always on our toes. We're yeah. always- you know, okay, what's next? And, and I think, um, you know, now we've become so ingrained with the technology industry, right? Yeah. Cause we rely a lot on all those companies now, yeah. you know, the, what, what, what's the next thing that Apple's going to do? What's the next thing that, um, you know, some other platform or, or company, what's the next piece of technology yeah, that is going to influence our music apps, you know, like we mentioned too, like, you know, TikTok yeah. and, and Instagram and all these different apps. Well, what's the next big thing that we can get the music on and, and all that. So it's just, you know, I think that's why I, part of why I wanted to be part of the industry was, it's just interesting, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm never going to be bored. <laughs> yes. I'm always gonna, you know, find, find something. And, um, you know, I work Um, I work full time for a a sheet music publisher, um, which you think, you know, okay, it's sheet music, it's pretty stagnant, but you know, it's for us, you know, our sister company is education technology, you know, music technology Mm -hmm. and it's software. So how can we integrate, you know, sheet music into this digital platform and, Mm -hmm. and that keeps it interesting too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so kind of shifting gears just a little bit, um, Part of the podcast is, um, you know, I highlight women in the industry, and we, we talk about, um, you know, how we, we got to where we are in our careers and whatnot, and we actually talk about um, the different resistances that we face, whether it be just in general or as a woman in the industry. Um, so have you ever had any kind of resistance, either as an artist or in the production field, um, and how did you overcome something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know personally for myself, um, I've been fortunate that I haven't encountered a whole lot of resistance, but it's, or like, you know, outright, you know, very obvious resistance. But um, there's definitely aspects of, you know, being a woman in a very, you know, male dominated field, especially, you know, in terms of uh, being an instrumentalist. Um, like the, the jazz field is very male dominated, or, you know, in the production and engineering field, um, it's mostly all men. Um, you know, most of um, my years playing, I've always been, you know, the only woman most of the time in most of my bands um, in uh, ensembles and situations like that. So, so it's definitely a very different experience um, being a, a woman that I think some men in the industry, I think they sometimes forget. Um, and, and I've noticed that um, you just have to be very confident. You have to to speak up. Um, there's been a couple situations where it wasn't, you know, ill intended necessarily, but um, it, it was more like, hey, like I have an idea and, you know, you, you really have to, to speak up to, to get people to, to kind of listen because sometimes you can get a little bit overlooked, you can get a little bit swallowed up. Um, so that that's something that I, I've noticed is you just need to be really um, confident with your speaking up. Um, but I think the thing overall that I've been learning about myself is to not let intimidation get to me, you know, not be walking into a room and thinking, okay, like, you know, there's 20 dudes in this room, like, I'm the only woman, I, you know, um, I have to, like, prove myself to make them think I'm intelligent, that I have capability, you know, I just, I have to be better than everybody else, otherwise they're going to think, oh, like, you know, you don't know what you're doing, you just kind of come in here and, and you're the artist and whatever. Um, or you're just like playing, or we're not going to listen to your skills on production. Um, So I would just have like a very anxious mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what I've been learning is that, you know, um, to not change my behavior, the what I think about myself, you know, when I'm in those situations, it's like, okay, you know, I don't have to be better than anyone else. Like, I'm just me. Um, I know that I can play and that I can sing and, you know, work on these production aspects and um, have input and um, not be worried constantly about, okay, like, what are they thinking of me? Am I, am I good enough? And to just be rest in the fact that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm here to make music and, uh, you know, I, I'm allowed to, to have opinions and to not be so concerned about what everyone else thinks.
0: Right. Yeah. Just letting go of those limiting beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. You know,
0: I've, I've heard that a lot, you know, women are, sometimes we're afraid to get up and afraid to, you know, cause we might not, we think we might not be good enough. And, you know, then there's our male mm-hmm. counterpart who just goes and, you know, gets up and does it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and a lot of us, a lot of, for, for us is just holding back, like, okay, you know, what, you know like you mentioned, what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, I, knowing that you have a seat at the table um, mm-hmm. and that you should be there for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and you kind of brought up a, a good point too. Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, we've talked about either being anxious or, um, you know, the, the limiting beliefs. Um, and I think, you know, as as artists too, and as, as creatives, um, we do face a lot of kind of mental barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some that you've kind of seen either, you know, in other people or even in yourself and, and, and overcoming those as well.
1: Yeah, for, for me, I think it's just um, the art that I make really ties into my mental health about how I feel about myself, uh, for sure. Cause you know, if I'm sitting down and I'm writing a song I'm just, sometimes I've gotten discouraged. I'm like, this just sounds like me. And I just don't really like me. It's just like, I don't like the way the lyrics sound. I don't like the way they flow. I don't like, you know, the kinds of chords that I've picked. I don't like the direction I'm taking this. I just, it's really hard to see it from, you know, a non-hypercritical perspective where, you know, you're an outsider looking at it. Um, So I I think artists really making sure to prioritize their mental health and feeling like, you know, yes, like, you know, I'm worth it. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to you know, show people that I can be really successful. I don't have to, you know, live up to all these grand expectations. I can simply be myself and I can exist and that's okay. Like, I don't have to do anything. And I think when when you take care of your mental health like that, it'll reflect in your art and it'll make you more productive and even how you, you feel about art. Um, and And, you know, it's a good thing to keep in mind too that, you know, artists that we admire, they're not necessarily going, oh, like, this is a great song. Like I love this this song, and and everybody else is like, why don't like why don't you love your own songs? Like this is amazing. But, but that's something to keep in mind too. Is that you know everybody else you know is is struggling, and, and they're not you know, like oh I just created this masterpiece. Like sometimes you know they don't even know. So, um, it, just having that perspective and keeping that perspective is is very important as well as as just really concentrating on, um, having good mental health practices.
0: Right. And it's, you know, I I know for me, it's really about finding time for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and and just taking, taking even an hour a day or, you know, a week or however much you need for self-care, right? Like just kind of, you know, putting down the phone, don't look at Instagram, (laughs) don't get caught in those traps. Right. Um, Because I think too, a lot of us as creatives get in that comparison trap. You know, we look and we see, okay, well, this person's doing that. So I can't do that. And Mm -hmm. you know, my work's not as good as that person's and just really just, you know, whether it's just putting your phone on airplane mode or just shutting it off, deleting the app, how, whatever you need to do, um, I think it's just super important um, just to find that time for you, um, you know, and, and, you know, take influence from people, but don't let it affect, you know, you and your, your physical and mental health.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and everyone's story is different too, and everyone has different strengths, and we can all benefit from each other, and and so when, you know, and I've been guilty of this too, just getting stuck in that, you know, comparison trap, and I'm just trying to change your perspective, and, and thinking that, you know, there's there's room for everyone because everyone is so different even if they're in the same genre even if they like a lot of the same artists and you know have similar goals everyone just at their core is so different and unique and the art they produce is so different and unique and so that's something to keep in mind that you know everyone has their own story everyone has their own their own way of getting there and there's not really a a right or wrong path or a path that's quicker or a path that's slower and everyone stalls and everyone has you know successes and so that's just something to keep in mind: is that it's 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 a struggle for everyone, and um, and and everyone's so different that there's just there's room and there's beauty in every kind of of art that everyone is making.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, we can kind of see too, you know, just in in the things people are releasing, you know, um, you know how different, like we mentioned before, just the the genre, yeah. even just that, right? Like, you know, just doing what feels right for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and and you know whether it's you're writing you know songs or you're writing lyrics or you you know you're writing articles or whatever just what what feels good and authentic to you
1: Hmm. yeah and and it's so it's so interesting to see that happen like on the larger scale in the industry how just you know being unafraid to to be yourself and not be so kind of consumed with a comparison game just kind of plays out like how um Lord came on the scene with Royals and just mm-hmm. she just totally changed the the pop industry when that happened and and she wasn't thinking about you know go um, kind of find at least from what I've read like you know changing an industry or anything or like kind of comparing okay like this is you know what the pop that is mainstream this is like another type of pop people learn into and I have to be this and this and I'm comparing myself but but she just kind of you know took her influences internalized them and wrote this and it was something that was really you know authentic and so different from what we'd heard in mainstream pop and it just started this whole wave of people who right. were influenced by her so it's really interesting to watch that you know on a larger scale and, and it's kind of happening again with Billie eilish a i was bit, just so. thinking
0: about her yeah like uh, you know i think she recorded all that her album in like her bedroom or living mm-hmm. room with her brother yeah. or something like that so yeah. You know, she definitely didn't take that that path of you know finding a record label and and, and going mm-hmm. through that hole. It was just, you know, I, I think the one of the Grammy acceptance speeches was mm-hmm. you know we did this in our living room like or a bedroom, yeah. you know, and it's 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 interesting to just see that progression and and just how you know she's kind of come out of the box, just like this is me, right? Mm-hmm. And like she's not that you know pop princess that we always think of when we think of pop music.
1: Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I really I thought it was really cool how her um her latest album that that one album of the year was had so many different influences that that were cohesive enough to to tell a story in the album but also it was just really, you know, neat seeing that differentiation differentiation in songs, you know, how she didn't feel like she had to put herself in a box like we were talking about. Like on, you yeah. know, Annie, she's got like some some jazz influences where, you know, you've got like the, the brushes and, you know, just the the piano, then you've got like hard hitting stuff, like bad guy, that's really like dark bass pop. Um, right. so, that, so that was just really interesting, you know, how an artist, you know, that's so young was just, was very mature and realizing, okay, like, you know, I don't have to chase after these ideals of, of boxes, you know?
0: Right, yeah, and I think I first heard her music on alternative radio too, yeah. like it wasn't even pop. So it kind of came out on there and then it went through you know to the pop channels but yeah she was another one it was just like okay like you know y- you're really being true to you and yeah. i think that's so important um you know especially as as creatives as you know our, our the fans want to see who you are
1: mm-hmm. right they
0: don't they don't want another copycat you mm-hmm. know they they want to see who you are and i think that's so important especially with you know our, our social media and and you know letting people into our lives a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just like, okay, this is, this is a little bit behind the scenes. This is who we are. You know, people really want that
1: authenticity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, that, you know, the kind of the, the, the quick cheat that people want, that that's very attractive that people want to go for is to, oh, like, you know, this is what's popular right now. So I want to, you know, chase this trend Mm -hmm. and there, and there's truth to that. But I think that it's a very kind of short term success, like it it peaks very quickly. And then it kind of drops off because people kind of realize, you know, there's nothing behind this, I'm not interested in supporting this for the long run, you know, versus, you know, more of a slow burn for artists who really are committed and, you know, genuine with their vision, and they're not trying to, you know, chase these trends, they they really build a dedicated fan base that will give them that longevity that that's so important is to have, even if it's a smaller group of people, people that are very supportive and, and will push out you know, your music and say, hey, like I really believe in, in what this person's doing. So I think that's kind of the yeah. thing that's there too.
0: Yeah, and, and too, it's you know everybody I feel like has um, short attention spans today. Mm-hmm. So it's really how do you keep that, you know, you mentioned longevity, like really building up that fan base and then just being in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I was—I can't remember who it was. I was—I was driving out to do my, you know, um, my toilet paper hunt today. Um, <laughs> someone came on the radio, and I remember being like, "Where'd that person go?" You know, like this was like the one hit, and then they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, those one you know? hit wonders. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm like, I wonder, you know, I should—I can't remember who it was now, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, you have these big hits, and then they're gone. Versus some artists that I love, you know, it's, they're releasing a song every two, three months, they're Mm -hmm. not following that album trend, they're, they're being, they're in front of their fans, they're going on, you know, especially now going on these Instagram lives and really, you know, inviting people into their living rooms, into their bedrooms, (laughs) into their recording studios and just talking to people and connecting with that super authentic, you know, hey, we're all in this together and that, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So kind of, you know, wrapping up a little bit here. um, You released your single last summer. Do you Mm -hmm. have any plans uh, for any, any releases coming up this year or? Yeah. So um, once we get back out.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I'm really hoping to, to get back into the studio probably towards late summer. Um, I'm really trying to utilize the time I have now, you know, where I'm not able to, to tour or do anything to really just focus on, you know, honing and developing my sound and um, coming up with just really solid songs that I feel like will connect. Um, you know, there, there's always those, those situations where there's like a, you know, two or three good songs on an album or EP and the rest are kind of just filler and I, I really just want every song to be able to, to stand alone as a single. So um, that's kind of, you know, my next big project, you know, for the end of the year. Um, but also I'm, I'm hoping to, to release a couple um, cover videos. Um, so I, I think that'll be really fun. Um, I have some ideas for sort of doing arrangements of Ariana Grande songs and making them really like very, uh, jazz influenced and funk influenced doing some some work on chord reharmonization uh so i think that'll be fun and uh doing a couple duets so that's kind of on on the horizon once uh once we're allowed to go out of our homes again yeah. <laughs> which hopefully
0: is in the near future yeah um do you do a lot of of touring or do you just do live shows in nashville um, when we can be out
1: yeah, so um, I'm hoping to to get more on tour uh, this summer. Uh, right now, we're currently kind of in talks with a um, management company about that. It's touring is super difficult for for artists right now because mm. venues just aren't willing to risk anything right now, even if it's later in the in the summer. So it's definitely kind of a, a waiting game and sort of a an uncertain time, but. Um, definitely for sure I'm I'm hoping to to get into some touring I know I have a couple dates in, in May scheduled but um, yeah de- definitely touring is it's so much fun it's it's fun to connect with people to see to kind of have that that reassurance like oh like people you know people are enjoying this like it, it makes them happy they want to dance they want to connect um, and I think especially after all this is over people will be really you know hungry for for that connection so um yeah, touring is always a good time. And and I love playing with a band as well. Like that's, that's my favorite part is, is being able to share that musical connection with people who are really tuned into it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get out and you can do your (laughs) your shows in May and, (laughs) and do a summer tour. Do you do the whole country or do you just kind of stick to, you know, your kind of local area when you tour?
1: So, um, Pretty much right now, I've been doing dates, um, not necessarily in Nashville, but just in the surrounding, surrounding area, uh, places like um, going up to Ohio or down to Alabama or Kentucky, uh, just more of like a regional area. But um, I'm hoping to kind of do some runs up and down the, the West and the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast, I'm from Maryland. So that'd be really okay. fun to go back yeah. and, and play in, in Maryland again and, um, and just do a, a bunch of cities at, at one time. So that, that would be really, really fun.
0: Yeah. Well, if you come out West here, I'm in Los Angeles, so. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. But hit
1: LA. So. Definitely.
0: Yeah, if you hit LA, I'll definitely yeah. come out and, and check yeah. you out. So um, do you have any resources that you'd recommend for women, you know, looking to start in the industry as an artist, uh, as an instrumentalist or in, in production?
1: Yeah. So I, I think what's been really helpful for me is uh, finding social media groups online, whether that's a a Facebook group. I know um, I'm part of a group called uh, like Young Entertainers and Performers or um, a Nashville Gig Finder group. Um, That's a really great place to not only promote your own work, but also be able to um, collaborate with others. So if you're looking for a producer, um, there's plenty of producers out there that are looking for other artists. And you can say, okay, hey, like, you know, I'm looking for somebody to co-produce or I'm looking for somebody to be an engineer or to co-write. And usually a ton of people will respond and you're able to kind of, you know, look at their work and um, kind of ask around with other people in that community. Hey, like, you know, have you had positive experiences? You know, what are they like to work with? And it's really easy to, you know, figure out who would be a good fit for you and start getting into that community where you can go out and, you know, be... More involved in the industry, so I would say definitely take advantage of any of those um, social media groups that you can be added to. Some of them are, are private, so you have to, you know, ask to an admin to join. But I, I found that to be really helpful in just finding um, people to to work with and to to jumpstart my career.
0: Okay, Awesome, yeah, I found a lot of guests through um, Facebook groups and mm-hmm. um, you know just networking and and being able to find people in my local area who you know are playing shows or you know uh, work in the industry and connecting with them and networking and 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 that um so that's definitely a great um, resource that you know even even from a business side too um you can really really find a lot of of really cool people
1: yeah it's very very networking based i know especially for Finding gigs for me, um, I started out just at Belmont being in that community of music people and just asking them, hey, like, you know, where did you get this gig and following that trail or even if I, you know, had to sub in for them, you know, had them asking me, hey, like, I need another piano player for this or, and, and it just the word of mouth kind of gets around where you're able to, you know, sub for people or they recommend you to places or you know you can put out feelers for hey this is what I'm looking for and then you can start building up like you get one gig that kind of leads to another it really is like a domino effect type of situation but you just have to be very intentional putting yourself in the right place and asking that's what I found is you really just need to ask especially me I'm just I'm not one to like you know ask for things and be like hey like you know like, (laughs) like this and like this but but it really is very you know essential to to be very mindful about, you know, asking and, and learning, you know, where people are you know, finding gigs and getting involved. So. Right.
0: I'm the same way too. I'm not the kind of person going to go ask. So um, oh, yeah. I've, I have found it very useful, um, you know, if somebody posts a question and then I know I can give them my answer too, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of connecting in that way too. And, yeah. Um you know, I'm, I'm part of a group that um I think it was on Friday they posted um you know share your social media or your share your Instagram page
1: oh, and, yeah you know just
0: just to connect with people there you know um you know all the yeah you know, i've I've added a bunch of you know female artists and and industry professionals to to my page, and um, they've followed me and, and just those kinds of connections, just getting to know each other and yes um, you know and and you know right now we're we have to digital network so Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great way to connect. Um, And last uh, question here for you. Um, Where can my listeners find you, find your music, uh, find any upcoming tour dates when they're out?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, on my website is a great place to start. It's just mirandapowellmusic.com. From there, you can jump to all my socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all uh, Miranda Powell Music. Um, And my debut single, you can find it pretty much anywhere on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Um, You can even find it on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where um, I post a lot of um, any original music, some covers. So um, any covers will get posted there. Um, I try to keep updated on my Instagram by just kind of asking followers, hey, like, you know, what would you like to hear covered or do a lot of experimenting with you know just playing an instrumental tune or um, I was, was experimenting with like a, a Calvin Harris looping tune the other day that was really fun uh, to kind of dive into logic and, and get started with that so um, if you follow me on Instagram you can kind of see you know what I'm into and and kind of keep up with, with the whole journey happening there so yeah
0: all right awesome I will put all those in the sh- in the uh show notes so that my audience can can connect with you and your music yeah um so thank you so much Miranda this was uh, an awesome conversation
1: well thank you so much I'm super grateful that that you reached out and and this has just been so great to have this time of you know being able to, to talk about music and artistry and so thank you for having me
0: you're welcome Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.BrokenGlassMediaLLC.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.